time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. Today is Monday, December 6th. On Friday, after rallying during Eastern Hemisphere trading hours, both gold and silver were given the customary price beatdown that accompanies the monthly employment report. However, both metals shot up in spite of the stock market bloodbath. Gold settled at $17.84 and silver settled at $22.58. The mining stocks also diverged positively from the stock market and closed the day green. Judging from its ex-duty import premiums on Friday, India was a voracious buyer of physical gold, which would explain why the gold price rose sharply into the early morning hour Friday and then was turned back lower after India and China went home for the weekend and London opened. There was a big liquidation late last week of December gold and silver contracts that is not explained by the COMEX delivery report. The Mining Stock Journal said that in a likelihood the banks who are massively short gold and silver contracts were successful in using the frenetic price smashes last week to coerce hedge funds into selling their December contracts rather than standing for delivery. The banks then used the contracts sold to cover the shorts they put on at higher price levels. We don't know for sure if this is what happened until this Friday's COT report is released which the Mining Stock Journal expects to show a reduction in the bank's short position, accompanied by a large reduction in the hedge fund long positioning. We'll get to the news out of the miners and explorers here in just a second, but first a quick mention of today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Corvus Gold. Corvus Gold is a North American gold exploration and development company focused on its near-term gold-silver mining projects in southwestern Nevada, The company holds a commanding land position within the Bullfrog Mining District. Neighboring adjacent projects controlled by Anglo Gold Ashanti, Kinross Gold, and Core Mining highlight this active district. The two 100% owned North Bullfrog and Motherlode projects have a combined nearly 4 million ounces gold of in-pit resource and continues to grow with an ongoing, successful resource expansion drill program. Corvus trades on the TSX and the NASDAQ with the symbol KOR. And here's what you need to know this morning. Dolly Varden Silver announced it has entered into a definitive agreement with Fury Gold Mines for Dolly Varden to acquire a 100% interest in the Homestake Ridge Gold Silver Project in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. The Homestake Project hosts a resource estimated to contain just under 166,000 ounces of gold and 1.8 million ounces of silver in an indicated category. 816,000 ounces of gold and 17.8 million ounces of silver in an inferred category, all within a 7,500 hectare land package located contiguous to and northwest of the DV project. Deal terms include a $5 million cash payment and the issuance of 76.5 million common shares of Dolly Varden. Upon completion of the transaction, Fury will own approximately 36.9% of Dolly Varden at an outstanding basis. Dolly Varden trades on the TSX Venture with DV and on the OTCQX with DOLLF. 
Fury Gold Mines trades on the TSX and the NYSC with FURY. Adriatic Metals reported recent exploration results from the company's Varesh Silver Project in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Back in August, step-out exploration drilling intersected high-grade mineralization 80 meters northwest of the existing Rupish mineral resource. Since that time, the company has focused exploration activities on testing this potential northwest extension. Recent drilling has now encountered massive sulfide mineralization as far as 145 meters northwest of Rupus. Results reported today were 24.7 meters of 514 grams per ton silver equivalent, 7.1 meters of 1,123 grams per ton silver equivalent, and 15.8 meters of 508 grams per ton silver equivalent. The stratigraphic sequence and mineralization style at Rupus Northwest appears to be the same as that seen at Rupus. Whether this is a continuation of the main Rupus ore body or a structural repetition is yet to be determined. Talisker Resources says the company has entered into a royalty purchase agreement with Osisco Gold Royalties for a one-time cash payment of $7.5 million in exchange for the company granting certain net smelter returns royalties on all minerals produced from the Braylorn Gold property, the Ladner Gold project, and the currently optioned Golden Hornet project. The granted NSR royalties include an increase of a half percent royalty on the Braylorn Gold property, increasing Osisco's royalty on that property to 1.7%, the grant of a 1.5% royalty on the Ladner Gold project, and a 1% future royalty on the Golden Hornet project, which will become effective if Talisker exercises its option to acquire the project. Talisker Resources trades on the TSX with TSK and on the OTCQX with TSKFF. Meridian Mining says they have received the first results from the gold in soils data collection collected at the C2A Copper and Gold Prospect, indicating a broad 4-kilometer long gold anomaly with linear gold highs being present. This has recognized the potential of the late-stage gold structures overprinting the Cabasol Copper Gold Silver VMS system to extend from the Cabasol mine area in the northwest to the Santa Helena Zinc Copper Gold Silver Mine in the southeast by about 11 kilometers. Further historical data to the northwest and southeast of the mine corridor's limits remain under review, and this regional gold overprint may extend further. Meridian also reports that the initial trenching along C2A's 1,500 meter long Area 1 anomaly have confirmed Cabasol's VMS host units with a broad 35 meter wide copper zinc anomaly that remains open. Further results from C2A are pending. Meridian trades on the TSX Venture with MNO and on the OTCQB with MRRDF. And Solaris Resources announced its intention to transfer its non-core assets held in Ecuador, Peru, Chile, and Mexico into a newly incorporated wholly owned subsidiary of Solaris named Solaris Exploration. Following the reorganization, it is expected that 100% of the common shares of Solaris Exploration will be spun out to shareholders relative to their shareholdings in Solaris. Solaris will continue to focus on rapidly growing and advancing its Warinza project, 
in Ecuador, while Slaris Exploration will allow shareholders to capture additional long-term value from these Slaris Exploration shares distributed pursuant to the spin-out. Slaris Resources trades on the TSX with SLS and on the OTCQB with SLSSF. That's it for the news briefing this morning. One quick programming note, this will actually be the last week of the news briefing here for 2021. We're going to take some time and we're working on some changes and updates for the podcast for next year. So just need to take some time to do that. So last week for the morning briefing, but we will continue with corporate updates and the long form interviews. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends at the Junior Mining Network. I'm Trevor Hall. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.